0: Welcome back to FaceTime by Hallelujah Productions. This is Luke Stockel speaking. Um, As you guys remember, I did uh, the Young Men in Christ episode of FaceTime. And today we're going to do like a little twist on that. Today we're doing it with some females. Um, So would you girls like to go down the line and share your names?
1: I'm Dresden Ginder.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm Graham Rustling. <laughs> I'm, <Graham Russell. laughs>
3: I'm Emily Folk.
0: <laughs> okay, Justin, Graham Rustlink and Emily Folk. That's who we got here today, if you didn't hear that. Um, so I think uh, we're just going to start. Um, we're just going to give a brief statement about uh, like where you are right now in your faith. Okay, whoever wants to start.
1: Um, for me, I'm definitely like in a transition phase of my life. And so a lot of that just has to do with not waiting for the Lord to like give a calling or expectation of where I'm supposed to be at right now, but just, um, kind of living presently and kind of taking one day at a time and trusting that what he has in the moment is enough rather than worrying about what's to come or what, um, has happened.
2: I would like that's a really good way to like word it. I didn't like think transition stage. That's kind of where I'm at too. Like moving on from one like part of my life where I was so comfortable to like kind of transitioning into like this new, you know, finding out who I am for like Graham. And it's been a really it's been really awesome. I've like I've really learned a lot about myself and um I haven't really completely surrendered to jesus what i'm like going through but i am definitely have been trusting him through it but i'm just not at the point of trust where i'm like giving it all to him um but it's it's been good i've been loving jesus jesus has been loving me it's just no like spiritual high type of thing but it's definitely been you know i've had some good conversations with jesus over the past three months and um he's really really doing a work in my heart so
0: cool cool Uh, uh emily
2: Um, So for me, lately, I've been like in a
3: kind of like a trusting phase, Um, just learning to like when there's, last year was like a really rough year for me. So like now I'm just kind of like not really transitioning, but just like waiting and um, as like the Lord prepares me for what's like next to come and um, just trusting that he has a plan and that he knows what's going to happen next and I don't have to be concerned about it.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think a good way to summarize that um, for all three of you, and I think including for me too, it's like a transition phase. And it's not only in our faith, but it's also in our in our daily lives because we're going from high school to to college in probably six months or so. Yeah. I think it's it's kind of exciting, but it's kind of one of those things that you have to trust God with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um. How about we talk a little bit like about our family and how like family uh, just how like how your religion relates with your family.
2: So. I'll start this one. Um, so. I very much think that my, my faith, like the more I've grown in my faith, the more my family has kind of grown with me. Like me starting to go to church, um, like impulse back in like middle school has kind of gotten them to like, like they were never opposed to church. They like grew up going to church, but when we moved to Fort Wayne, they didn't really go as, um, often. I don't think it was just kind of like, we... We, you know, hadn't really found a place, but once, like, us kids started to go to Pathway and we really liked the youth group, um, my parents started coming, like, on Sundays and whatnot. And we have definitely, like, grown together. I've seen my parents' hearts change and mine, too, and it's been really awesome. And my brothers, especially, well, my both my brothers love them. Um, Cameron's still working on it. Um, am I allowed to out him? No,
0: that's fine. You okay. can I mean it's your family. As okay. long as he doesn't listen to the podcast, we're fine. <laughs> okay. I'm
2: sorry. Um <laughs> Um and my youngest brother Gilbert, me and him relate really on so many levels and he's kind of like I'm kind of been a mentor to him, I would say, and he's kind of honestly been a mentor to me in some ways and um I will always remember like best moment we've ever had together is I went on a week of hope with him middle school like as a leader and me and him got to pray together and it was just like that moment is when we just kind of like clicked and now like ever since then we've been able to like talk about our faith openly together and like be vulnerable with each other and that's something that I think's really like been good for like our family and seeing like I'm hoping my older brother too like soon he can join that you know clan and we can be the the dynamic trio but we're not there yet um love you love you Cameron. (laughs)
0: Okay. Um, I think what's really cool, though, I don't really know Cameron that well. Like, Mm -hmm. I know him enough to give him a fist pump, but uh, (laughs) I think like about a year ago is where I kind of like found out about Gilbert's existence because I happened to play soccer with him like a few games and a few games against him. Mm -hmm. So, like, I kind, I kind of like, I was like, who the heck is this nerd? This little kid. (laughs) Who, who names her kid Gilbert? Like, that's what I thought. Um, but then I, I went on uh, the West Virginia trip and um, I don't know. I kind of like I bonded with him there, which was really cool. And like like you said, you kind of clicked with him. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I remember this one night. It was like after after the message, and it was during. It was like kind of towards the end of worship. Um, There's just one. There's just one time where I just like the message really spoke to me. I I just started like bawling during worship. And Gilbert, like, leaned over and he put his arm around me and he just started praying for me. It was the sweetest thing.
2: That is so, and, like, that makes me so happy hearing stories like that. And as much as, like, I despise him being friends with my friends, like, uh, I think it's really awesome that he has, like, you guys to look Mm -hmm. up to you know because you guys really are good guys you know and he needs yeah (laughs) decent guys (laughs) and he needs people like that and he loves you all and so i just think that's super awesome and i and like i do think me and him especially when we're away from the house i don't know if you guys can relate to this but when i'm away from my house and like on west virginia or like winter Treat, like you know i'm away like i'm so much more able to like Pronounce my faith and be open with my faith. But in my family, like, I'm just like, you know, I know they'll love me unconditionally. I know they don't, you know, no matter what I say, no matter what I do, they're gonna forgive me and, you know, be there for me. And so I'm not really, like, I argue with them, I fight with them, I don't really bring Jesus, like, into my heart when it comes to, you know, conversations about college and me overbooking myself and all that stuff. I just continue to be a brat because I know that it'll be okay, you know? And so I'm. That's one thing I'm working on. I'm working on my heart and like you know being you know patient and like loving towards them like I am towards my friends because they deserve that too. So sorry I can't talk for a long time. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. Um, but yeah, thanks for being such a good guy to Cameron or Gilbert and Cameron. Cameron, Cameron really is sweet dude like love him he's so nice he's just when he's with his family he's just he's just kind of mean sometimes but it's okay love you cameron
0: um i actually like my friends colin sam they have strength with with cameron oh yeah so they know cameron through there and they they say he's a really funny guy he is really funny
2: Mm -hmm. see he like like he'll this oh my gosh it makes me irate (laughs) is that the word is that irate mean angry sure yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um but like He'll, you know, we. I'll ask him. I'm like, oh, Cameron, will you run, like, get me something, you know, like literally something that costs like three bucks when he's at Walmart to get for me. He's like, no, yeah, but you're going to have to pay me back, blah, blah, blah. And then he takes him and eight of his friends up to Paradise Buffet in Auburn, pays for all of their dinners. All of them. He's like, I got you guys. I'm like, you couldn't buy me, like, my freaking popcorn I needed or whatever I need, (laughs) apple. I don't know. I'm just like (laughs) I'm just like, seriously, dude. Anyway, he has a really generous heart when it comes to, you know, certain people, Mm -hmm. but like and I think that's just brother sister love too. Like
1: love you, Karen. Um, for me, I think that my family, like, growing up, like played a role in my faith as far as like introducing me to like the love of Jesus and but it never was Like, I think everyone has a point in their faith when they grow up with a family who loves the Lord. Like, they have to choose it for themselves. And um, I think that my family walked through, like, a really difficult season a couple years ago. And during that time, like, we really had to learn how to, like, lean and depend on one another. And we really had to lean and learn how to, like, surrender to Jesus because it was so out out of our control. And... I think from that it's made my relationship with both of my parents better and it's made, um, not that it was ever bad in the first place. Um, but it's made like definitely conversations with my younger sister and my older brother more faith-based and definitely like more of like a challenging relationship. Like, yes, I disagree with you. And yes, like we don't always get along, but like being able to point out and like, nitpick on certain things like wanting the best for my sibling like he can point out something like a flaw he sees in me out of love for me like as his sister in Christ and like this I can do the same for my sister and I think she would do the same for me and so I definitely think that like in a season of life that's like hard a lot of times like family ties get strengthened in that and so even though that season of life was hard I think now looking back on it, I see how much my family, like, grew together during that time. And so I think that's definitely a big part of my faith now.
3: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for my story, kind of, like, with my family and my faith, um, I'm kind of, like, on the same side as Graham here, where, um, like, her family wasn't super into church. Like, they would go, but they weren't, like, oh, like it was like controlling their life and like they're surrendering everything um, to Jesus. But so like when I started going in um, middle school and then I got involved with church, it um, kind of like, like oh, you know, our daughter's going to this thing, like we should start getting um, back into it. Cause they had just kind of like dropped off like, oh, we don't have a specific church. Um, side note, my grandpa is a pastor, so, but he lives like an hour away. So if we went to church, we drive an hour to church every day or every Sunday and then and then it just became um like this tedious like morning where we'd have to get up super early and then it was just like it was the whole process nobody enjoyed it um not to mention it was like an old people church if you've ever been one of those they're boring and we uh, love you old people listening yeah we love you but um um so that definitely kind of like encouraged them to keep going um My parents both never really had a faith like I don't think like they had they believed but I don't think they had like a close relationship and or what it meant to actually like have a relationship more of just like religion itself um and so like me like encouraging them to like grow in their faith and showing them that like there's more to it than just going to church every week definitely kind of um got them like oh there's something else a part of this um my sister was kind of like a really, um, encourager for me to keep going in my faith because I didn't like, she kind of like um, challenged me that like, like I couldn't, uh, how do I word this? Hmm. So she's kind of like an atheist, but I don't wanna like say that. Yeah, she is an atheist. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so for me to like have that, me be strong in my faith and then my older sister who I like tried to look up to, um, was like the exact opposite of me that definitely like challenged me to like, like make it my own and like, um, not just like go the same path she went. Um, so that was definitely encouraged me. And then I also have two younger brothers like Graham. And, um, so it kind of like made me like, oh, I can't, I have to be like this like Christian model, I guess for them, because I saw what it was like growing up without a faith and it was just, um, so broken and, um, it really left me hurt for her hurt, for her for hurtness. Does that even make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so definitely was an encourager to me, um, which sounds exactly like very like juxtaposed. I think that's the word. Mm-hmm. Juxtaposition. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Graham. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> um, so yeah, my family definitely shaped me in kind of like the opposite way where like I introduced it to them, but they kept me going because they mm-hmm. didn't have the same um, sort of like family Christian background.
1: That's
0: good. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Um, kind of All of you guys kind of had that. I think I had that too. Um, it's almost like you are introduced to a faith, and then you pr- you uh, kind of pursue that, and then your family sees that, and you have to be the role model for them. And then there comes to a point where that motivates you because you know that they're looking up to you. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you have to um, continue that for them to start to continue.
2: Yeah. And I'm just, like, super thankful, too, that, like, my family, like, my parents are so supportive, like, no matter mm-hmm. what I do, you know, and they love me unconditionally, like, and it's just always constant encouragement. And, like, I know some some people that I've met before, some people that I talk to, like, their families just aren't as, you know, supportive. And I'm just so thankful for that. Love you, Mom and Dad.
1: <laughs> I think also it's really important to recognize, like, the importance of our family, in our faith um like I know we get told all the time like our biggest place for growth like in our faith is at home and whether that's like our parents pursuing us like we also have to be intentional with like pursuing them and pursuing like our siblings Mm -hmm. even though like Graham said in her story like it's so it can be so hard to love like the people you're with the most Mm -hmm. but like you should love them out of like the compassion of your heart not just because like they're your sibling or they're yeah. your parent, you know? Yeah. Right. To wrap up, I think somewhere in the Bible, I'm not so sure which
3: part, <laughs> <laughs> it says um, the first part of like ministry is um, with your family and you can only minister to your family first. So I think that speaks a lot mm-hmm. to what we're saying.
0: Well, that wraps it up for this half of the feast. Welcome back to Mm Facetime. We took a little break there. Um, I had to urinate. Um, (laughs) So, on this section of uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about um, maybe uh, your girls, your your friend group. Um, Maybe how you guys interact together and how you grow together in your faith.
2: (gasps) This is such a good question. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um. Go ahead.
3: Okay, so Grandma wants me to start. <laughs> uh, um, so with these lovely ladies that are with us right now, um, they definitely, I think, we have a very close relationship with each other. So um, talking about like our like encouraging each other with like our relationship in Christ and whatnot, we I think we all know like each other's like how far along, and how strong our faith is, um, pretty well. We have like a good understanding of each other and. Um, um, what we need and what we need, like, um, oh, what's that word called? Um, accountability, Um, accountability. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, Yes, Um, (laughs) (laughs) accountability for each other and what we need that in. Um, and so it's kind of just nice to have them there to
2: walk you through it. Yeah, really, honestly it is. And I think it's just like, so like refreshing knowing that like, whenever you're like in like a real you have a really bad day you know you're just like in a really bad spot you know even just the minor things like you always like just having them to like call and know that they're gonna like encourage me because I have those friends that like I call when I just want them to hype me up about like (laughs) how mad I am and then like these friends are there to like hype me up in the way I should be hyped up. You know what I'm saying? Like hyped up to like you're
3: wrong when you're wrong.
2: Jesus' view. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so that's nice. Like it's nice having both. Like I love all my friends. You guys are all amazing. Um but like just having these two, especially like that know everything and like can encourage me in the right direction is like thank you, Jesus. (laughs) That's kind of
0: like interesting. Um, Mrs. Weissart says like um, a lot of times we're doing the no complaint November I'm doing awful. I'm doing terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, Miss Wiseheart. Yeah, I mean, I'm not
2: doing great. When you questions.
0: think about it, though, when we engage in conversation, especially with our friends, it's because you know we're complaining about something. A mm-hmm. lot. Of, I mean, a lot of the time, and that I feel like that also kind of goes back to that book we read called How to Think. Mm-hmm. And it's like you want to you want to be a member of a group, and sometimes. To be a member, it's complaining. But I think what you were saying about how your friends—sometimes you have friends who—that's good for. I mean, sometimes we do have to complain.
2: Yeah, I think
0: <laughs> I think just to let your emotions out is fine. But then the important thing is having friends that will back you up in a Christian way. Yeah, hundred
2: percent. And when if you have like that healthy balance, and too, like having those friends that like lift you up and encourage you in a, you know, Jesus-friendly way, and then, like, taking that, I mean, you can't be perfect all the time, but, like, taking that encouragement and, like, taking that to others, because I know I've had, like, multiple friendships just this, like, year that, like, I've cultivated that have been so amazing, and even though they've kind of come from, you know, series of unfortunate events, it's, like, lovely that I just am able to, like, be there for them and encourage them, like, we're going through similar things it's just so awesome to be able to like encourage them in you know a jesus way mm-hmm. you know and, and go ahead and i and <laughs> part of the reason that i'm able to stay so strong is like because i have these girls like in the back like you know mm-hmm. lift me up
1: and you can't like pour out on others unless you have like someone else investing in you too like Someone genuinely concerned about like how you're doing, mm-hmm. and that's one thing I appreciate about like my closest friends is like they'll call me out like when I'm doing something wrong, and like because they want what's best for me. Like I'm terrible at the no complaining November thing, and like <laughs> Folk calls me out for like every two seconds, and yeah, like I'm good at it. As <laughs> much as like I snap back in like an annoying way, like I appreciate that, and
2: I think that we all need people like that in our lives. Like yeah. we need to like you know be in the word in order to like feed off each other you know because we all like interpret the bible differently and like crazy like we're doing this bible study (laughs) called inside out shout out Uh, (laughs) and like it's just cool to like when we do it like uh like hearing like how folk interprets it and how like dresden interprets it and then like i like get it from a totally different way and like just hearing those Mm -hmm. different like perspectives i think is so meaningful Love y'all, love Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thankful for girls' friendships. What's next? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um A transition. All right,
0: well, I mean to conclude on that, I kinda wanna like contrast how that is with guys. Um, I Ooh, think for guys good. it's kinda odd. We don't really do Bible studies together. At least not like alone with guys. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes we'll do it like in like integrated groups with girls and guys, but like alone with guys we don't do that. I think a lot of times it's because we're afraid to show our emotions to our friends, Mm -hmm. which is weird. Um, you kind of talked about how you have friends who you can complain to, and then you have friends that you, that, that lift you up. And I think at least for me, um, I'm only complaining to the guys and I complain to you guys too. (laughs) Quite a bit. (laughs) But the difference (laughs) with the guys is that they'll sometimes they'll back me up, but like, in a negative way You know yeah, Like will yeah. hype me up And I'm like I'm like Yeah yeah Screw her yeah. <laughs> Like that's That's something That the guys say But um, But the girls You guys support me In a good in in the right way, I think.
1: That one time mm-hmm. when you responded, you're like, "Yes, I know what you're saying, but like, I just don't want the Jesus answer." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That was yeah. so funny. <laughs> I did. Yeah,
0: I did say that. I think it was just because I was really pissed off.
2: Yeah, it was. A, it was. A, yeah, it was a justified reason. Okay. <laughs> Do you think you guys are more like to yourself with your relationship with Jesus, like, mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. with like open about it with your buddies?
0: Yeah, I'd say so. I, but I mean, there's definitely times when we when we open up to each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. That's like once in a blue moon. But <laughs> but yeah. it still happens.
2: Yeah. But yeah. guys are very different, like mm-hmm. very much different. How yeah. you guys and you too, like the way you handle your emotions is just you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just in the chemistry of our brains. Yeah, so. that's true. Anyway, Dresden was saying something.
2: <laughs> yeah, Dres- you were saying something. <laughs> oh, yeah. maybe
1: not. Like just because you guys don't share, though, I don't think that's like to stay on like the like yeah. your relationship with Jesus like i think yeah. that like your friend group like genuinely i think you guys know the lord well like mm-hmm. you know well mm-hmm. also as a good contrast um i don't think like all
3: of like the girl relationships are i think we got extremely lucky mm-hmm. to have each other in a way that we like positively affirm each other and encourage each other mm-hmm. but i don't think a lot of like especially in high school and like maybe like transitioning into college because you don't have like that set friend group yet um a lot of people don't have like people who positively encourage them it's kind of like a surface level relationship yeah like yeah i get you and i get you and like that's it so i think yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah um <laughs> so i think uh <laughs> Rylan Rylan Hayden and i talked about uh relationships um you know in the point of view of how that affects our religion in mm-hmm. our faith, um, so I think we, we kind of want to talk about you know for those listeners out there we want to we want you to listen to obviously the guys version of this to get an idea of what we said, um, but for the girls I want to know um, how does your faith or religion or, or religion affect your relationships,
3: like girl girl relationships or like guy girl relationships?
0: <laughs> it can be both. Okay, whatever you're into.
2: <laughs> oh. Okay, uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll start this one out. Uh so, <laughs> Um So So I think the biggest way I'm gonna go down the guy girl path. Um, <laughs> but
3: <laughs> didn't mean like that <laughs>
2: <laughs> But I think one way that my relationship affect or like my religion affected um my relationship, because um, I was in a really long relationship for like a while. And it was really good. Amazing time we had together. Anywho, um, it was uh, it, one thing that I think I really loved most about our relationship was that, you know, we both loved Jesus. And I think what we took from our religion and implemented most into our relationship was just like boundaries, you know, mm-hmm. and not even just physical boundaries, but also just like you know, emotional and, like, mental boundaries, too, I think really, like, helped us. And that's why we lasted so long, I would say, is um, because we kept those. And, um, like, now that we're, like, no longer together, like, I am so thankful that, like, our religion played such a big role in our relationship and that we were able to keep those boundaries because now, like, we don't have any, like, regrets coming out of it and i think Mm -hmm. that's really really good i think
0: um it's important to say that uh boundaries can be the foundation of a relationship or it can be the demise Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: i definitely agree with that that's really true yeah Yeah. that's mm. And i also think for like relationships um (laughs) you have to like you can't like start a relationship and expect it to be like godlike and um, like praising the Lord when you're not like praising Him beforehand. You know, like you have to be um, assured of yourself and assured of your own faith. Um, and then, like I know there's all, you probably most people have probably heard of this before, um, but like you want somebody who's like equally yoked and mm-hmm. um, the um, with the Lord and in their faith. Um, if you're like going to encourage a relationship or pursue a relationship with them. Um, So if you're not, like, equally yoked, then one's always going to be ahead of the other. And um, so I think it's super
1: important to start off with somebody who's at the same spot you are. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, although this sounds, like, so long-term and, like, yes, we're in high school, but, like, no matter what, like, you date to marry. And, like, when you think about, like, having a family and, like, living life with someone, like, you want them to pursue Jesus the same way you do you Mm -hmm. know and that's why it's like important Mm
3: -hmm. although I'd have to disagree with you on the whole date to marry thing Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think um, a lot of people sometimes like I know a lot of Christian girls that are on like Instagram or stuff like that, you know, the mm-hmm. social media thing. Um, well, like, I have n- maybe like ministry, I don't know what the exact term for it is, but like they like, like ministry relationships where they like get in a relationship with somebody in the hopes that they can. Um, like bring them to Christ or change them to Christ, which I think is absolutely terrible. And I think that's, uh, I think
1: that's yeah. terrible too. Wait, did you think that I was saying that's a good thing? No. Oh, okay. I was just, let me explain my point.
3: <laughs> um, <Italy>. I think <laughs> <laughs> I think you shouldn't like be involved in a relationship with them if your only point is to bring them to Christ because then they're going to be more focused on you instead of the Lord. So I think mm-hmm. that's definitely another boundary that has to be put in place. Um, but the whole dating to marry thing, I think also a lot of people date, not necessarily with the idea of marriage, but just to get to understand like what they want in a marriage. You know, like if you're, I think a lot of people get lucky with like their first time boyfriend, like or girlfriend getting into um Like getting married with them, just like off their first relationship, that's a huge growing process. But I think a lot of people use relationships to understand what they want in their future spouse.
1: Right, I think that I think that too. Like you grow to like realize what you want, like experience wise over time. But like at the same time, like when you're in that relationship, like obviously if it ended, like it wasn't meant to be. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like,
2: Mm yeah, in long term.
0: Okay, um, so I think it's, I think it's important <laughs> to uh, mention that uh, you grow when you are tore down. I think um, there's this one thing, uh, you know, since I'm joining the Navy, I saw somewhere that um, uh, a great sailor isn't made from still, yeah, still waters. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of have to be um, knocked down on your feet to be able to grow, to get back up. Um and I think uh oftentimes if you only have one relationship, it's um you, you often get stagnant um not only in the relationship, but if the relationship's too long and you don't have time or you take too much time to grow, it feels stagnant. Um and then we get stuck in our own individual faith because we don't have anywhere to grow. Um mm-hmm. I think um in my church at Grace Gathering we oftentimes have a problem with the girls being stagnant in their faith, like our girls' ministry, just isn't that. Um, it's not growing very much. Oftentimes, they never get out of their comfort zone, um, mm. and that's a that's kind of a dangerous place to be in. Um, so I don't know for you guys, how does that how how do you relate to that? Like growing in your faith or in your church or your ministry.
2: Mm. I. See, I would think – I don't want to say it's the opposite at our church because there are a lot of dudes that are very intentional. But I I think, too, just like the girl-to-boy ratio is a lot higher. Like, we have a lot more girls. But um, at least from, like, where I'm at, we're a lot more – like, I, I, I feel like we, you know – I think there's moments where we're stagnant, but we still, you know mm-hmm. – try to I don't know help me out here you know what I'm saying like I I, think
1: we're surrounded by a lot of people who aren't stagnant
2: and so that but mm -hmm. we also are
1: surrounded by a lot of people who like make it seem like they're not stagnant does that make sense like it can be like, like I think girls try to like compare themselves more in their faith than guys like who might not be as concerned about that I may be wrong but like girls try to like not as much like close friends, but like outside groups. Like they want to seem like
2: the most, not like, better
1: than, but like yeah. like their relationship with the Lord is like super strong, even when times it's not.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the whole hashtag I love
3: Jesus, live for Him in my Instagram bio. I think mm-hmm. a lot of times in our like personal ministry at Pathway, um, a lot of people are trying to like have this like <coughs> excuse me, um, this like perfectionate like, faith, like, oh, look at me, like, I have it all together type of thing, or, like, Mm -hmm. I don't have it all together, but, like, I'm trying, and, like, they make it look as though, like, it's not, like, an issue, almost, which I think we're at our best in Christ when we're a mess, and we're, like, showing Mm -hmm. up as the mess that we are, and um, I think that, like, when people are trying to, like, cover up their messes is when it really shows that they're, like, stagnant, and they're not moving forward, because if you can't be real with who you are and real with where you are at, um, in your faith, or just with the people around you, then you're not growing as a person either. So, I Amen. think it can be seen in both sides um, for guys and girls, and whatever church or ministry you're at. If you're not being um, who you are as like and where you are in your relationships with Christ and everybody around you, then you're not growing as a person. Mm-hmm.
0: Sure. Yeah. Oh, Graham, did you want to say something?
2: Yeah, I just wanted to add. Um, yeah, I gave a little like short testimony at the beginning of this, and um, you know, not. It, it kind of sounded like you know I'm good in my faith, but I'm really struggling. <laughs> just, me too, girl. just wanted me to too. be honest. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, thanks for sharing that, Graham. That's really, um, I'm really proud of you for sharing that. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I think it's uh, I think it's pretty cool for me to uh, see your guys' church from an outside point of view, um, mm. because I was on the inside and I wanted out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, honestly, Thanks for your honesty. Yeah, no, honestly, I, I just feel like maybe the guys' ministry, um, I'm not calling anybody out. I just think that the guys' ministry is almost stagnant.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. It's like of what you said
0: about
2: your church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's what I love. That's what I love about being friends with you guys, like you and Rylan and like Colin and Hayden, like the fact that you guys go to a different church and you like are part of different ministry and so like learning from each other and like being friends I think is so like important especially being a part of enlightened together which is like our ministry at our school like mm-hmm. that is so not the fact that we're not all from pathway mm-hmm. I think is so powerful and so much you know because then we can learn from each other you know yeah and I,
0: I think it's, it's encouraging cool. to see different points of view yeah
2: oh 100% um, from the mm-hmm.
0: different churches mm-hmm. oh yeah I think yeah. sometimes when we're um when we're stuck at the same place physically, we can be stuck in the same place spiritually.
3: Yeah. Mm, that's good. And that kind of loops back to our transition spot at the beginning of our talk show here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with our transitioning into college that we can mm-hmm. like grow where God leads
2: us because we're not going to be at home in our hometown. I mean, it could be, but most likely not mm-hmm. the case, yeah, and especially like not that this is like where I, I mean, kind of what what where I'm at, but but the fact that but the fact that I'm going to but I'm going to college next year and like so my youth group isn't going to be my youth group mm-hmm. anymore like I'm moving on and so I really like I feel like I really got to nail my personal faith down like this year she got to nail it down but yeah like I got to get it because get the like, hammer down yeah but then like I realized too that I'm like you know I'm still going to struggle there like you know I'm going to go through my lows I'm going to go through my highs I just got to continue Come out of hiding. (laughs) That's just, that's, that's the go-to song. Sorry. No matter where you are, just remember you can always be honest with Jesus. That's
1: very good. If you are like at the bottom of everything, like if you're intentional about growing in your faith, you will. Yes. And you Mm -hmm. have to be deliberate about putting yourself in Mm -hmm. those circumstances. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if Folk sent me this one day, but it said like your comfort zone will kill you. Oh yeah, that's definitely (laughs) me. Like, yeah.
2: 100%. Like, if you
1: are going to sit in your comfort zone with your faith, then you're never going to grow. And like not to say like, you know, if you have your community and you're growing with those people, then great. But like if you don't leave that community every day and go back out to your school or out to other people and like pursue them for the sake of Jesus, then like you're still in that comfort zone. And that's mm-hmm. still like on you. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think we we uh we kind of got to wrap things up here. <gasps>
1: Yeah, we went on
0: quite a while. We like to talk. Thank you for that, bro. So to wrap things up, I think it's important, um, since you girls are seniors and uh, obviously the guys are seniors, I think it's important to say that if we're not growing in our faith now, when we go to college, we're either going to grow a lot or not going to grow at all. In fact, we might even step away. Yeah, we might step away from God. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think I want to encourage – um, as we end this episode, I think I want to encourage the girls to, um, to uh, be the, view your friend group, view your relationship with females as your ministry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your I, I think I'll, I'll do the same with the guys if there's any guys watching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so thank you, Dresden. Thank you, Graham. And thank you, Folk, for joining us on this episode of FaceTime.
2: Thank you, FaceTime Hallelujah Productions, for having us here today. (laughs) Let's
0: wrap out. Oh, wait, wait. Okay, before we wrap wrap out, um, also, um, if you found this episode interesting, uh, please check out the Geist episode and uh, vice versa. Compare the two. Tell us what you think. Go look at them. Okay, now <laughs> Graham,
3: Anyways. Graham is going to
0: freestyle us out for this episode. Okay, ready, Graham? Okay,
3: okay. No, wait. wait, no, you, you do the words.
2: <laughs> we're women in faith and we're together right now. We're encouraging each other in Jesus Christ. Because he loves us and we love him. And together we are women of Christ. Yeah! yeah.